Okay, so on this episode of My Life at a Weird Angle, I'm with a good friend of mine, a new friend, Elijah, a.k.a. Tice the Trainer. And, you know, like a lot of relationships these days, we met via the power of the Internet and resonated on health and credit and money and just being successful black men. So with that said, Elijah, let the people know what you got going on. Hey, what's going on, brother? Listen, man, I appreciate you for having me on the platform. Um, and just reaching out, man, and making this making this connection. Um, so I'm definitely happy to be here. Uh, my name is Elijah Tyson. I'm the I'm a I'm a coach, uh, ex tech entrepreneur, um, and really just a, a purpose driven man. Uh, I run a platform called the Grind Tribe. Um, I work specifically with Black and men of color to help them reach their fitness goals and optimize their health. You know, while they're building their business platforms and you know everything irrespective to uh, growing in life. And so. Um, this is the journey that I'm on, a journey that I felt being called to do. And I'm just happy to be here, man. And I'm happy to be making these beautiful connections like the one, you know, we've established and that has brought us here today. So. Awesome. So let's get into some C words for the, for this podcast. And let's start with uh, community. What is what does community mean to you? Mm. Community. That's a great question. Uh, I feel like community is a. So, yeah, I think a community, man, it for me is just a. A safe space uh, with people with common 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 goals, common values, uh, moving all in the same direction. Nice. And to go along with that, you know, commitment obviously plays a role in community because, you know, for a safe space or a brave space, of a, as I've heard it called too, you know, there's got to be some type of commitment. There's got to be some accountability. But how do you stay committed and, and how do you hold other people, you know, to their commitments? Yeah, I think I think commitment is is a principle level thing, man. And I think the the sometimes we got to I think commitment all comes from right, asking ourselves the right questions. You know, uh, I'm big on, you know, understanding your why. And I always say that your why it has to be greater than your uh, it has to be greater than your resistance. We're all going to have resistance when we're looking to get to a goal or end result that that we want to be committed to. And so if our why or the reason why we're doing it, if we're not familiar with it or if we're not going in depth with ourselves to to be able to be committed we're always going to find ourselves kind of and and that's big right because even stemming back to the question about community you know i'm big on community and one of the biggest thing i've leveraged inside of what i do as a coach is help my clients yield better results through a community and why is that because not only is your why just more apparent to you when you have somebody helping you understand it but it's even stronger when we have a community of people that also have a similar wise, right? That are also reaching towards similar goals. And so, man, I think at the end of the day, a lot of times our, our commitment is just asking ourselves, man, why do I want to do this? Right. Um, um, and just going a little bit more in depth with ourselves and understanding like, Hey, you know what, the reason why I want to lose this weight or, or, or get this new job or start this new business or, or whatever it is you're trying to you know, accomplish, the reason, you know, what the reason why I'm doing that is so much bigger than the procrastination is so much bigger than the laziness is so much bigger than the busyness or life getting in the way. And I think that once we kind of understand that basic principle, man, um, you know, commitment can become a way of life. It's just a matter of us asking ourselves the right questions. And do you think that that helps to give men the accountability that they need? Because I think a lot of you know men these days, well, I think men in general, um, can shy away from too much accountability or too much responsibility. How, how do you combat that? Yeah, that's, that's a great question, man. You know, I'm going to be honest. A lot of guys do run from, a, from, from accountability. 
And the reason why is because as men, we have we have egos and accountability sometimes magnifies our shortcomings or where we fall short of, you know, what we committed to. And so when I think about how, you know, I, I leverage accountability, you know, I always say I can't give another man answers. I can only potentially offer him some perspective for him to chew on and think of himself, for him to lead himself to the answers. And when I think about accountability and being being the nature of what I do specific to, you know, a guy looking to achieve the goals that he want that he wants with his body. It's it's just I, it's sometimes it's just a nudge of like, hey, bro, l- let me let me sit here and let's repaint the vision that you have for yourself. Right. Because I can't get a man. You know, I do virtual coaching. Right. So I'm, I'm, I'm actually physically never there for my clients. Right. So I can't get there and tell you to get up. Right. I can't be in a gym and tell you to push it hard like you need to. I mean, my app can, like I can on video, right? But I think the reality of the the matter when it comes to accountability is that, you know, a lot of us run from, a lot of us run from them because we don't want to feel like we're less than. And I think that, or feel like we fall short, right? And I think that if we can switch our mindset into into kind of stepping into our own faults, stepping into um, the places that we do fall short and we can own it, we can kind of embrace uh, what it feels to actually have our own shit put up in front of our face. What and we can actually embrace what it actually feels like to say, "Hey, I you said you were gonna do this and you didn't," and so it's either you want it or you don't. I'm big on decisiveness and accountability. When I think about it, man, it really just all boils down to: Are you dis- Are you gonna be decisive about wanting this or not? And the only thing I'm gonna be able to do is say, "Hey." Listen, bro, this is the vision that you committed to. So unless something about that vision changed, unless you unless you kind of uh, uh, dematerialize the vision that you have for yourself, then it's up to you to go out there and get it and make this happen and not make these excuses. Yeah, I, I think that's super powerful and something that's helped me along the way because it took me 18 years to learn how to walk again. And I spent mm. all that time in a wheelchair with doctors and therapists and whatnot telling me that it was just impossible. But I knew I had a clear vision for my life. And no matter how many times I tried and it didn't work or how many years that it took to even build any muscle, you know, I was I was committed and I stayed committed because of that vision. And I think having a a clear vision or like you said, you know, accountability and, and, and a clear idea, a goal or a why allows you to push past and to and to push past those obstacles because, you know, that it's either it is or it's not getting me closer to my goal. It is or it's not, you know, vibing with my with my vision of myself. And, you know, it all comes down to you because you can lie to everybody else, but you can't lie to yourself. Can't lie to yourself, man. You know, and like you said, you know, you can't compel them. You can't make them do it. And I think every man needs to taste that. Every man needs to taste what it's like to let yourself down. So you either don't ever want to do it again. Or you just spiral and become the guy that nobody wants to be around, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I, and I think that, you know, it's just understanding that, hey, you know, letting yourself down will happen. <laughs> like, that's just the reality, right? But when you, I, the, the thing about accountability is you try to run from the, you try to run away from the fact that it will. And that's a big thing a lot of people don't talk about. A lot of, a lot of times we will fall short of our, we will fall short of our goal until we accomplish it inside of the process, right? And so, you know, one of the things that we have to learn to do is say, hey, you know what, like, 
I'm I'm willing to accept that there's gonna be some days that that I put I put I put the work in and I and I did fall short. But I'm willing to own that. I'm willing to eat that, and I'm willing to understand what happened and put my best foot forward the next day. Cause that's what that's what progress is about, bro. It's about incremental pro. It's about incre- It's about those incremental steps to success. And I'm sure that you felt this way inside of your journey, just going through a just a long arduous journey of, but understanding where I want to be and not beating and, and owning the fact that there may have been times where maybe you did think that things were gonna light light uh uh lighten up in a shorter amount of time or within a specific date or time period, and it didn't, right? And it's felt kind of felt easy to get down on yourself, but the reality is it's like, hey, you know what? I'm still gonna put my best foot forward. I'm not gonna run away from the fact I, I can just I can just completely just throw away this vision right now simply because I wanna run away from the fact that I'm gonna fall short sometimes. And that's what a lot of guys do. And so I think when we start to talk about accountability, you know, half of it is just owning the fact that you are gonna fall short until you win. Yeah. And that's okay. But what matters is that you keep on going, you keep on putting your best foot forward and not running away from that feeling of failure. Which brings me to the the next C word is consistency, you know, and I'm I'm constantly telling my my kids that effort is the key to life. You know, if you want anything out of anything to be remotely what you believe is for you, then consistency is the thing, you know, chopping that block down bit by bit, you know, like the, like the old adage, you know, how do you eat an elephant? It's like one bite at a time. You know, sometimes you have to have huge goals and, you know, you don't even know how to get from A to Z. You just couldn't know how to get from A to A to C, you know, right. and, you, and you're like, all right, well, now what? But consistency, you know, and, and that hard work and those daily choices will will get you there a lot faster than not. Yeah. Yeah. Real talk. You know, we live in a world, bro, of like uh, <clears throat> we live in a world we live in a world of the guru. Right. And I've come I've commonly noticed that, you know, a lot of guys get caught up with people, period. We get caught up in like this streak mentality, you know, and what I've learned and, and I, I've, I've dealt with this in the capacity of helping my clients get the results. I've dealt with this inside of my own journey inside of, uh, you know, running a business, building habits. A lot of time we think that consistency is about being perfect every single day and one of the great ways I like to break it down is it's it's simply about having more arrows going forward than you have arrows going backward. And once we can understand that it's a journey, you know, and 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 really just understand that there are going to be days where, again, we may fall short or there are going to be days where we, we, we may miss something. But we're just aware of that and we don't heed away from that. We don't run away from that or we don't get caught up in, in the fact that, hey, I didn't do this for 14 days straight or I wasn't perfect about this process when we can kind of just re- let go of that constant feeling of perfection that's when you actually get to build consistency because you don't actually give the 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 process of of doubt and doing power anymore because you're not upholding it as this beautiful title and I see it all the time whether whether it be fitness whether it be you know, habits, routines, lifestyle, business, finances, everybody's like, you got to do this perfectly for X amount of time in order to make this happen. But in reality, it's like, well, if you have a majority of your days moving forward towards your goal, doing and make taking the necessary steps as opposed to the days that are moving backwards towards it, you're going to have progress moving forward. And I've personally seen that that's one of the biggest things I've 
leverage to help my clients because as you know with anything physical people can get really jammed up inside of the process of it and kind of lose sight of you know the long-term gain in 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 light of what they want to be happening just in a, in a short-term view yeah because you know working out hurts <laughs> you know yeah and it does hurt and, and i've heard a crossfit friend of mine who um who said you know the workouts never get easier i just get stronger and that's a great way to look at it that, you know, you're not really betting for life to get any easier. You're not betting for everything to be smooth. You're betting on yourself to be worth it enough to keep getting stronger and to keep getting up and to keep moving forward, you know? 100%. So speaking of moving forward, you know, there's always going to be challenges, like you said. And sometimes those challenges are external. Sometimes those challenges are internal. You deal with challenges that are internal you know that that it, they're a lot harder to see and a lot harder to identify mm. you know <clears throat> back when i was running my uh when i was running my tech business right i was fresh out of college i was building a hard tech startup had no idea what the hell i was doing <laughs> i had no technical background i had a personal training certificate and a business degree and um i was building this device uh called cold space and it was uh we were trying to be looking to build like this refrigeration locker for college campuses that had a large community student population. And so I graduated college, you know, we've done a bunch of business competitions, raised some money. We had seed funded around, uh, around like 50, 50 to 50 to hundred K, um, liquid into the business. Right. And inside of this, I constant, I graduated and I said, you know what? I had an offer for a corporate job and I turned it down. I said, Hey, you know what? I've got some, there's got to be enough, there's some traction in this business. We've been able to win all these like, you know, campus business competitions and such, you know, I'm going to go all in with this. And man, I'll tell you, bro, um, that journey of, of, of building a, uh, a startup business every single day was the highest level of an internal battle I've ever experienced. Because on one end, you actually don't know what the hell you're doing. I've got an engineering team. I'm, try, I'm trying to sell to universities and selling B2B is just so hard. Uh, it's, it's just like you have to have skill sets there um, to get traction. But, I, you know, but we're making progress. You know, me and my two co-founders, we're making progress. But, man, I'm not going to lie. The doubt of, you know, seeing all my friends work their corporate job and be bringing in money and uh, and just me just consistently going every day on on a bet that I placed on myself uh, was just, it was crazy, man. It was crazy. I'm not going to lie. And every single day I just told myself, you know, especially in tech, it's tech is not, you know, I was, I was consistently always a black guy in the room. And so I'm, I'm carrying around these stories that I had growing up. You know, moms told me, Hey, Elijah, you always got to work 10 times as the hardest person that doesn't look like you. And so I'm hustling and I'm grinding, but I'm still feeling like I'm still, I'm, I'm using my hustle. I'm, I'm working, but I'm still feeling like, man, it, I don't really know if this is possible. And what I learned, man, is that, you know, you have to give up control of having all the answers. And that's where a lot of my a lot of the internal battle that I dealt with came from, because the because everything that I did from uh, building the business to developing the product had so much uncertainty in it. I always was looking for answers and some that just didn't sit right with my spirit. It was something that I was new to. And I had to learn inside of this two and a half year journey, man that this is, a, you know, this game of growth is a spiritual game. 
And it's going to teach you a lot about yourself. And I'm always thankful for those internal battles because if you pay attention to those internal battles close enough, you'll realize that's when you learn the most about yourself. And one of the biggest things I just had to learn is, hey, when it comes to these internal challenges and these internal battles, you have to be present and you have to understand that the answers are going to come when you're ready to understand them. And as long as you put yeah. your best foot forward every day, everything is going to happen the way it's supposed to. It's about, it's really about faith, bro. When we start to talk about internal battles, internal challenge, it's really about faith. Like you just got to believe that you're going to put your best foot forward and things are going to work out exactly the way that it's supposed to. And that's what I personally learned about those internal personal challenges myself, man. Yeah. For, for me, you know, all those challenges and I a hundred percent agree with you about, you know, it being about it's, it becomes may, way more of a spiritual journey. But something that like it built in me was just self-awareness, you know, and, and that's something that I was able to teach my son now that he's he's about to go to college. And I just let him know that, you know, for these next few years between like ages 18 to 22, just be aware of yourself. Mm -hmm. Be aware of, of how you think when certain things happen. Be aware of, of what you think when I when I tell you to do stuff, like be aware of like your own thoughts. Because the more aware that you are with yourself, the more you can learn and trust yourself. And then later on, when it's big decisions, you'll already have those reps built in. You've already known yourself. You've already known how you think. You've already, you know, done that self-assessment on a regular basis to the point where you're like, yes, I do want to marry this person. Or, yes, I do want to take this job. Or, yeah, yeah. yes, I do want to bet on myself to risk my entire life savings on a hope and a dream. You know, yeah. and it, it's a lot easier when you have that self-awareness. Man, that's you just you, you just, you know, I, sometimes when I'm on like a podcast or, or I, I get asked that question, hey, if you were to go back and tell you tell your 17, 18 year old self something, what would it be? And I kind of always get caught up on that question because I'm like, man, it's a lot. But I think you finally answered it for me, bro. That was like perfect, bro. Like self-awareness is everything, bro. And as you as we go back to those internal battles like you just it's it's you just kind of laid it out perfectly like as long as you're aware of your growth how you're making decisions how you're thinking you always have options because you always get to choose the version of you that you want to be every single day we wake up and we get to choose it right and i think that self-awareness is just simply just the foundation of that and so i i just i just want to say number one i appreciate you for dropping just that statement because you know that statement it was more powerful than you think, bro. And anybody that is watching this, that is that age of your son and the, and the advice that you did give your son, it's going to go a long way, bro. Um, because that, that sums up, that sums up a lot in a little bit of words, man. Um, real talk. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the things. Cause you know, I, I never thought I would get to the point where I was thankful for such a, a tragic event that like really, you know, changed the trajectory of my life. But one of the things that it did give me was that self-awareness, you know, because I spent months in the hospital, I spent, you know, countless hours and whatnot just on my own and just alone and just thinking and, and really thinking, like, how did I get here? What are my motivations? What are the challenges I got to this point? Why did I do X, Y and Z? What am I going to go for? And just constantly noticing myself, like, what am I thinking when other people are coming around and that awareness has, has connected me to God in a way that I didn't expect, but it also gave me a boldness that I greatly appreciate yeah. because 
really like I know myself so so thoroughly now that the outside noise can't sway me. And far too often, the loudest voice in our head is not our own. But I've learned to, you know, kick that out the door and to know, you know, what I'm actually going for. And like I tell my kids, like I tell my wife, like I tell my clients and everybody else, you know, the more things you do on purpose, the more your life is going to be exactly what you want it to be. Even if you fail, at least you were doing what you were doing on purpose. Yeah. Which goes into, you know, the next C word, which is choices. Like you were saying, you know, every day you have a chance and a choice, you know, the things that you do in the meantime are really what's going to make your life what it is. You know, I, th I think sometimes people put their their hopes and dreams or their life into these few big events, you know, like graduating college or getting married or, you know, traveling for the first time by yourself or something like that. But it's really about the day to day choices of what you're going to be like. Those day to day choices are, are really what define who you are. You know, and like I tell my son, like, man, clean your room. And I'm not telling you to clean your room just because, you know, I'm, I'm being a dictator. But the choice to see chaos and to make it something organized is really a mental power that yeah. every man needs. You need to be able to take the chaos and make order out of it. And that's really a, a God power to mm. to create order among chaos and sometimes that chaos is just in your head you know yeah yeah absolutely so the other thing speaking of choices is you know the correct ones how, how do you know what's correct for you man uh aware self-awareness man um you know i think that you know a, a lot of what we do I, I think you know the way that i navigate my lifestyle nowadays is what can i continuously do to to step deeper into this journey in my higher self, right? Because I know that every decision that I make, you know, ideally, I, I want to make that decision from, from the higher version of myself. Now, is every decision made from that? Nah, you know, those cheat days don't be, you know, sometimes those cheat days ain't coming from the higher version of yourself, right? <laughs> but, but I think that, uh, you know, if we can become familiar, and, and this is why I'm big on routine and just doing, having certain things like cleaning my room, uh, meditating, making sure that I train four to five times a week. There's certain things that I've come to learn that put me in a space of a higher vibration, that put me in a space of higher, uh, higher level self decision making. And anytime I see myself drifting away from that, I, I really like to just re-strengthen my routine. Because at the end of the day, you know, as men, we got to realize every choice that we have, that we make has a consequence, good or bad. And so inside of that, man, I want to be able to make the most decisions I can make coming from the highest version of myself. And in order to do that, I got to be aware and I got to be aware and I got to be tapped into the highest version of myself as much as I can. And so that's how I kind of look at, you know, making these choices. That's why, you know, a lot of people times you're here, you know, one of the things, one of my mentors, you know, he's big on, hey, anytime you have a big decision that you need to make in your life, right, you need to reground yourself, right? You need to fast. You need to do whatever it is that's going to get you out of this the stimulation and all of uh, 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 all of this, all of these things that we have going on externally and reground yourself back to the higher version of yourself before you make those major decisions, because it can be an extremely beneficial thing or an extremely detrimental thing, um, depending on, you know, obviously how you make that choice. And so for me, man, it's like, man, what do I need to do to, to sit down and find the peace 
and make a decision not from a from a place of I know or I can can control, but hey, this is what my intuition, this is what my higher self is telling me to do. That's awesome. I, I love that you're able to tap into your higher self because when I was going through this uh, millionaire course a couple of years ago, and you know I was purposely surrounding myself with anybody that made at least one, over a million dollars a year. And just because I knew I needed to tap into that frequency in order to really live yeah. the lifestyle that I wanted. And one of the things that they taught is to act from that higher self. Like the you that has the millions, the you that made the right choices, what would that version of you do right now in this situation? And, you know, simple things like, you know, for my design business, because I also run, you know, my, my clothing company is, you know, like marketing packages, you know, there's a, you know, the, the basic package to the premium package and my higher self would just go for the premium package because that offers the most detail that, that gives the most, you know, programmability and whatnot. Even if I'm not using it all in the moment, my higher self would stick with the higher choice, you know, yeah. Yeah. and it goes back to how I see myself, you know, my higher self wouldn't put up with a relationship that was belittling or detrimental, you yeah. know, and it's, you know, it can translate to every aspect of your life is trying to make those decisions from the higher self. And and I love that you're able to do that because we all know, I mean, for the for the near future, at least, the patriarchy of, of men running the world really ain't going to change. So there's a lot of eyes and expectations on men, especially men of color, to be as great as you can be because, you know, whether you like it or not, everybody's looking and everybody has high expectations. 100%. 100%, bro. So what kinds of things do you do that that give you clarity? I know you mentioned that you you meditate. What else gives you clarity? Clarity, man. I I find the most clarity when I'm when I'm doing two things. When I'm lifting and when I'm fasting. Um you know, when I'm lifting, I find sort of that left brain level of clarity. Uh you know, something more on a lower level, something that I need to figure out in business or uh you know, how I want to go about designing this or building this or delivering this. But I, I think that on a higher level, man, you know, when it comes to bigger uh, decisions that do require a higher level of, level of self, especially on the spiritual level, you know, I fast, man. Um, you know, stepping away from all the things that are stimulating me, food, caffeine, uh, sugar, whatever it is may be, man, I, you know, if if I if somebody would tell me, hey, you got an important decision, to, an important decision to make next Monday, I would I would fast, meditate, pray, and completely eliminate uh, uh, caffeine, sugar, and, and and food predominantly out of my out of my lifestyle, and really bring myself back to a, just a grounded uh, state of thinking, um, because that's where you that's where we can really understand where we really are at the core. Um, that's when we immerse ourselves in the deepest level of gratitude, right? That's when we realize, hey, like, what have I been taking for granted? What is really real right now? Because I'm not being overstimulated in different directions because of all these things that I have in my body, all these things that I have stimulating me, all these thoughts that I have stimulating me that shouldn't be there. And so clearing the clutter, man, um, for me, it's it's med it's 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 uh lifting and fasting, man. <laughs> those are like those are those are the two things that I, that I do, my two go-tos when I'm looking for some clarity, which is why I lift every day and I fast every quarter for, for a certain amount of time. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I, 
I was talking with my wife um, maybe a week or so ago about fasting and she was, you know, saying like, yeah, I tried it. And then at half a day went by and I was like, nope, I'm hungry. <laughs> and like, I'm breaking this fast. And I was saying, you know, like, because I fast intermittently um, for different times of the year, sometimes religious reasons, sometimes personal reasons. Right. Um, but I was saying, you know, when you go through, go towards it with purpose, like here's my goal in mind, what I'm looking to get out of this uh, time of fasting or what I'm trying to release during this time of fasting, yeah. then you tend to get a lot more out of it. And I'm a lot more open. And, you know, I'm sure like you, like the more that you do it, your body understands what you're doing so that your mind is easily goes to that place where you need it to go. 100%. 100%. I, I'll, I always say, uh, you know, fasting is like um, celibacy or abstinence. You, you, you just got to for 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 an old cell be an abstinence for an older guy. You, you just got to know why you're doing it at a higher level. Uh, otherwise, it, it it your lower self will, will always win. Um, and that's why I personally like to fast. You know, I fast intermittently sometimes for 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 nutrition and physical benefits. But anytime I fast, it's it's primarily for spiritual benefits, man. And, and so it's like I, I agree with you. You got to understand the purpose of it in order to really lean into it. So it sounds to me like you're you're co-creating your life with God and that you have some faith wrapped around your decisions. And um, what, what does that mean to you to 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 have that spiritual connection? I will say this, man, I think faith is faith is the foundation, bro. I wouldn't really necessarily call myself uh, religious, so to speak. But even, but I think it's kind of all synonymous faith, belief, religion, uh, in whichever way that you follow it or or. Um, it's it's all about it's when you think about the word religion it's re it's, it's re legion legion means bring together right and I think that as men we we have to have something at a higher level that gives us our spiritual compass in life you feel me that guides us to a higher level of consciousness that guides us to a higher version of self there has to be something some type of roadmap right or 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 even like we just said some type something that opens us up to the awareness that we need to have to make the decisions that we need to make and i think that when it comes to just being you know faith driven purpose driven uh being a believer in any sense and in, in, in whichever way it looks for you uh, I just think it's the foundation of, of man and his choices, bro. And man, man and his choices long term of what he wants to be in life. And it allows you to kind of uh, separate from just the, the physical experience, just the what is here, what is right now experience and really dive into the deeper meaning of things. And we all know we, you know, what is anything we're doing without a deeper meaning? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think a lot of people, you know, sometimes you hear people say, well, oh, you know, like I don't have any type of faith or I, I don't believe, you know, in God or I don't believe in, in spirit. I don't believe in these things. Everybody believes because like, you know, you walk out the house, you believe that gravity is going to keep you on the ground. You know, you you believe that when you give somebody a hundred dollar bill, they're going to give you a hundred dollars worth of goods. You know what I'm saying? You you even believe that you're going to get that two-day prime shipping when you when you order your package. You know, we we exercise our faith and our belief all the time. And I think just when you use it to your benefit, you know, and, and really try to see it as something both bigger than you currently, I think it, it, it's really powerful because, you know, the definition of faith is the things, the evidence of things not seen. 
And yeah. sometimes it's great because, you know, it's just in your head. You know, I saw me walking before somebody else did. I, yeah. I, I saw me running this business before it existed. I saw me as a husband before I met my wife. You know, like you can absolutely decide and, and make these choices and, and these uh, commitments even before the situation arises. Because like you said, you have these choices about what kind of man that you're going to be. Yeah. And I tell my son, like, you can choose not to cheat on your wife before you get married. Like, you can just right. choose to be that guy. And that goes back to the whole self-awareness of, you know, like, what kind of person do I want to be? Yeah. You know, because eventually, you know, eventually tomorrow's not going to be here. You know, we're all living on borrowed time and we're not sure how much time that is. So it's like, you know, the choices that you make make a huge difference in both the the current day and you know the tomorrow absolutely man but speaking of choices and and choices today and tomorrow what's what's all this this credit score business you're hollering about (laughs) hey man you know i'm just a 26 year old black man with good credit and i understand the difference between you know what it is to be financially responsible and what it isn't and you know so here's my thing right you see you you come across my platform you know, my, my message is grounded in a couple of things. You know what I'm saying? Um, fitness, leadership, masculinity, confidence, and consciousness. And so heavy on the consciousness, heavy on the leadership, especially as it pertains to me and us as black men, men of color. And when I think about leadership, I often think going back to the choices that we make, like the choices that I make is going to determine the, the businessman I am in five, 10 years, the husband I am in five, 10 years, the five, the father that I am in, in five or 10 years. And so when I think about uh, leadership, man, and I think about choices, it really boils down to, you know, am I moving responsibly? And, you know, a lot of us growing up, we, you know, me as an entrepreneur, I had no choice but to educate myself on how to be financially witty and be financially smart. Because if you're not, well, you, you'll just crumble and you'll crumble very fast. And I think that one of the one of the basic foundations of that man is uh is understanding your credit. You know, I've I learned about credit when I was 21 years old and I've just built my credit, I've repaired my credit on my own and I've kind of just understood the benefits of credit when it comes to, you know, going out and get funding, going out and getting funding for my business. You know, I always say, you know, my first my first tech business, the tech business that I spoke about in this early in this in this episode, it failed. And it failed because of two things. I wasn't paying attention to my health. And I ran, we ran out of money. We ran out of money in the bank. We did not have any investors that were on deck. They were like, yo, you guys are too risky. Cool. Had I known the, the things that I know now financially, and specifically when it comes to credit, getting access to capital, and really just being more responsibly as a man, as it pertains to your business, lifestyle, or family, it would have completely changed my life. And so when I look at the content that I deliver, I like to deliver value that I feel comes from me that I can help any man you know, better his position and credit is one of them. And so, you know, one of the things that I did was, you know, not only just bringing it into my message, like, yo, let's, let's normalize, you know, being fit, being conscious, having good credit, right? Like let's normalize that, but also not being a guy that is preaching from the choir and actually, you know, running the game down on what's the exact process on how to go about it. So what, um, what, what are some practical tips that you can just give people that they can, do right now you know as far as as getting their credit score up and really just even understanding what credit score is all about absolutely and so your credit score is essentially 
it it's it shows uh, a bank. It shows anybody who see who is going to lend you an opportunity financially, right? A credit card, uh, a mortgage, uh, car insurance. It shows people, hey, what is the worthy? What is your credit worthiness? How responsible are you with borrowing money, right? And the, one of the basic foundations of of credit is understanding that your credit is has to be structured well. It has to be built right, and then it can be leveraged. And so I think just off just the top of my head, right, a couple of different things that everybody can do put themselves in a better position is number one, have a credit monitoring software, right? Because if you don't even know what your credit score is, then then you probably are starting off in a bad position, right? But you want to have a credit monitor, uh, credit monitoring software, and you want to be aware of what's going on. You want to make sure that your credit does not have derogatories on it. You want to make sure that you know you you know you're not uh, having any late payments on your cards. A lot of people will have you know will get these credit cards, especially when you're young. You know I've seen so many people go through this. You know they're in their early 30s, late 30s, and like hey, when I was in my early 20s, I just got all these credit cards and. I just thought it was free money and, and I just started spending it. And now you got all these derogatory items on your report and it's bringing your credit worthiness down. So now you're not able to get a loan for your business or a business credit card or go out and get a mortgage or you're getting a car a car note that is 12, 13, 14 percent, which is out of this world. And those are leading to you just, you know, being in a financial position where you're constantly paying for your bad decisions. And so. You know, understanding your credit, understanding your credit score, making sure that you're making payments on time, making sure that you're understanding how utilization works, right? If you get a credit card with $2,000 on it, listen, you should really only be, you should be paying down as much as you can. You know, realistically, you want to pay down everything you can uh, every single month, right? Pay down the full balance, but that credit card should never report to the bureaus after your payment date over 30%. You always want your credit, your full utilization of your cards under 30%. There are just a couple of different different markets that you need to have. But even going against the the things that we grew up with, you know, I'm, I'm a West Indian. I'm Guyanese and Trinidadian. Everybody, in my, you know, growing up, I was taught that credit was bad. You only spend what you have. But even when you're looking at building credit, you need to have a diversity of credit, right? Have you had a card on before successfully? Have you had multiple credit cards in your name that have never been late, right? So you want to be aware of the nuances of how you manage your credit, right? How do you manage your finances, your utilization, and being real with yourself, right? But also understand that you have to build a solid credit report, right? You want to show banks and lenders that, hey, I've, I've borrowed money before and I've, and I've been responsible with it, right? I've had a car note, I've paid it off, or I paid it consistently. I've never had a late payment. Um, you want to clear any of those derogatories, those inquiries, those, you know, those collections. You want to be able to get those off your report because if not, when it comes to big decisions where you may not have cash on hand, you're always going to pay for your mistakes. And one thing that I, that I, that I can I, I will say is as a black man, we all know what it feels like to, to, to have it thrown in our face that we're paying for any mistake that we've made. And so I think that credit credit is just kind of the foundation of, of you know, just your financial foundation. Right. We, you, we, we can't really have no conversation around building generational wealth if your credit ain't right. I mean, that's kind of just the basics that ain't that's that's all just your habits, you know, and I think it's really important that we speak and we expound upon that because, you know, you you can literally change the way that you live in a way that you're able to get access to different things based on your credit score. Yeah. And, you know, you're you're running your own business. You're doing the entrepreneur thing. And 
I think last month, 4.5 million people quit their jobs. So more and more entrepreneurs and people just working for themselves are flooding into the market. And you'll, you'll, you'll see real quick how credit comes into play when you want to start your own business and just the way that people look at you and the way people treat you, because if they, you know, they look up your score and whatnot and you got good credit, they treat you different and, you know, they'll, they'll give you the benefit of the doubt and you'll be able to do a lot more. And, you know, something that I got started with in college, I believe, understanding my credit was just going to Credit Karma, you know, and it's a free service and just like it'll it'll give you a report and you can see whether or not the report's even legit. It might be stuff up there, like you said, it might be some errors up there. And but if you never know that, then you'll be hit forever. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, credit comes in, in huge, like when we... um we we were building our first house my wife and i in texas and you know we could have paid for it in cash but we were like you know if we finance it at a certain amount we can use that extra money and invest right. it and we just invested that extra money from the loan and then you know basically paid the house off for free because we were just using the 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 money that we made from investing right. to to exactly. make the payments for us so it's like it can come in handy in a lot of different ways. And then the more you understand it, just like any other relationship, I believe if you treat money like a like an important relationship, you get so much more out of it. And so much you more know, out of it, man. Credit so is, is a huge part of that. One hundred percent. Because if you think all these millionaires and billionaires are risking their own money, nah, they not. They are not <laughs> risking their own money. Not. The name of the game is you, you build your empire and you expand up for other people's money. That's just the name of the game. Right. That that is like, just the name of the game. Like I I started my my fashion company DDH with, you know, I cashed out some of my my Roth IRA, but after that, no, nah, it it was on somebody else's credit, on somebody else's dime, on, you know, a bank loan or whatever and it's just like, no, nah, like I'm not I can't risk my entire livelihood. And that's why I mean, like you said with credit cards, you can even use it to pay off uh to pay for things and then just pay that off. And one of the reasons that my wife and I do that is because we get those those points back. It gives right. us travel points. It gives us cash back. And it was stuff we we're going to buy anyway. But now we get, you know, some type of added thing to it. But we wouldn't be able to have that if we didn't have a, a decent credit score. Absolutely. And and it just increases your credit worthiness. You know, I, I, you know, I have business credit cards, for example. And, you know, there are certain expenses that I, hey, I have to use my cash flow to pay. But, hey, here's the reality. Somewhere between six and 18 months from now, I'm going to need a large amount of cash flow for expansion. And if I go to a bank that has gave me a credit card and say, how? Oh, wow, you you've uh, you spent X amount of dollars with us and paid it off. There. Sorry. So so if I go to to a, a bank that I have a relationship with personal or business and I say, hey, you know, and I, I say if I say if I'm expanding, I want to open up a gym. Right. And I need five hundred thousand dollars. I need to get a loan from the bank. Right. The fact that I've had established that relationship with them via just having a credit card for X amount of years, that's going to work in my favor because it's going to speak to my credit worthiness and my personal relationship with that bank. So not only do I use do I use my card and pay it immediately off on certain expenses to get those points, right? All my supplements that I have for my fitness, my athletic greens and my protein, those get paid for by my credit card rewards points every single month. I don't pay for any of that. My gym membership is paid for by my rewards, right? This is just what happens when you get to leverage credit. And on top of that, I get to look at these banks and say, hey, you know, I want to see if I'm pre-qualified for a business loan. Oh, yeah, here's where we can work with you with. Why? Because I've established this relationship. And so I look at credit as, hey, how can I build these relationships? So that way I can take these institutions that were built 
for us to be ignorant of how it really works and never actually reap the benefits from them and actually leverage them to grow my business and build the generational wealth that I want to build. Exactly. And I love that analyze it because you know in in my household you know growing up down south my mom's from guinea my dad's from europe and you know it was kind of the we never talked about money we never talked about anything other than bills and you know you just use your body to make money but it's like especially (laughs) post injury it's like i i couldn't use my body to make money Mm -hmm. so it's like well i needed to understand money so i can make the money that i did have go further until you know i got the skills and whatnot to to run my businesses the way I do now, but it's like, you know, understanding money, understanding credit really gives you, it just opens up your world so much more and it makes things so much more doable when you want to scale up. So. Absolutely. But on the, on the last bit, let's, uh, I, I just want to touch on the last C word, which is connection. And, you know, like we said in the beginning, I appreciate the connection that we made and, you know, you living, your life and making good choices and, and staying committed really, you know, allowed that connection to happen because if you weren't doing what you choose to do, then we wouldn't be talking right now. So I just want to commend you on, on those choices and say, yeah, man, I'm excited to see what you create next. Thank you, brother. Listen, man, I, I appreciate you for, for having me on here, man. And I encourage anybody to listen to just continue to deepen that connection with yourself. You know what I mean? Everything that we go through, the challenges, the breakthroughs, the wins, the losses, um, it's all part of our journey, <laughs> right? And like you said earlier, if you're just aware enough to see what's going on and how you're responding, you'll be able to d- deepen that connection with yourself and continue to build and grow. So I appreciate you for having me on, bro. And, um, you know, we're going to continue this path and we're going to continue to create and cultivate these conversations and cultivate this impact. All right, cool. Thanks, man. All right, man. All right, man. Have Peace. a good one.